Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. everyone, Michael here, the bad boy of wedding videography, Adam Bridley over there. This is the WVS podcast on Sirius XM. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are like, man. wait, what? They're like looking good. at their car dash. Good to see you, man. How was your birthday? You had your birthday last week, right? Oh, it was a birthday to be remembered. <laughs> I can tell What'd you What did you end much. up doing? What did he, you do? Hard to know, really, um, because of all the partying. You know, you, you really can't remember after you get that inebriated. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, good, man. I'm glad you're one year older. Appreciate it. Yeah. I, it was nice to see you, though. I didn't expect you to be wearing a dress, but <laughs> I mean, it was fun. We had a lot of fun. You know, what people don't realize is we're not just podcast friends. We're friends in real life. So, you know, you got to do whatever it takes. <laughs> you got to do whatever it takes to... Uh, Please, the ones you love. So, yes. What have you been up to, man? Other than celebrating my uh, my thirty fifth. You know, your birthday was huge, and then it's just—I don't know if it's just been me or what it is, but I've just been getting a huge influx of new inquiries coming in. So, uh, I've got actually had about five 2022 inquiries come in, and some more 2021s coming in. So. Just trying to navigate through that, trying to be realistic because, you know, like when you get those, it's like, oh, yes, like, okay, income, but I got to be realistic, which is my workload. So, um, you know, managing that and then I've got a birthday coming up too, which I'm sure you didn't know about, but I've got a birthday coming up in, in the end of March too. So, uh, I, in fact, do know about your birthday and uh, that's why I went out and bought a bunch of lotion so that when we get together, uh, everything is uh, slick. <laughs> I'd rather be, I'm just glad it's not spiders because I know about you and tarantulas and spiders and that is not my thing. So thank you for not being spiders. <laughs> yeah, anything but spiders. Well, uh, what are we talking about today, man? I think we're talking about uh, next generation wedding videographers. Woo, 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 woo. Well, I think we can talk a little bit about that, but also didn't you have like an Instagram Somebody, people have been like talking to you and replying to you and sending you Instagram notes. You want to jump into that or, or do you want to start, man? Yeah, man. People, uh, people gram me every once in a while, right? On the gram. Um, but hit me on the gram. And I'm, uh, I, I think it all ties together because as we're looking at, like, I've been also had a few people reach out this last couple months and, um, you know, they're new, they're early 20s trying to get into wedding videography. So I've just kind of been exploring, like, what is, what does it look like for uh, new videographers? What are they asking you? What are they talking to you about? Well, uh, Megan in North Carolina got in touch with us, and she had asked about uh, music. She was wondering if we could give some tips on our favorite artists slash music to use in <laughs> wedding videos. Um, so do you, I'll, I'll start with a couple 
right off the bat. And then what I'll do is I'll kind of browse through my most recent videos and see what I've been licensing the most. Um, but a couple of the artists that really stand out and you can find these people on. Hold on, hold on one second, one second before you jump into this. What I'm curious to know before you reveal what Michael Ring is doing now, I want to know like what was it in that first year and then how was it different now? Like what is that evolution before you uh, tell us yeah. what you're doing today? Yeah. Um, the first year I probably wasn't licensing like maybe the first six videos or something like that. Um, you know, I wasn't really even getting paid. (laughs) Like if I was getting paid for the weddings, it wasn't very much. So I probably wasn't going to spend any money on licensing, which I don't recommend obviously, but you know, at the time that the concept of people licensing music, like individuals like ourselves, like that was, that was kind of new back then. Like, Right. It, and we were all still kind of new to the YouTube world of like, well, I could use this music, right? Because my, uh, I, you know, people would do that thing where they'd be like, I don't own this music. Don't sue me. And they'd put that in the video description or whatever. And it's like, well, that's yeah. not quite uh, how it works. But um, yeah, so maybe in the very beginning, I didn't license. And then. I was, you know, I was using popular music, like whatever was on the radio that was kind of like a lovey kind of song. Like um, Ben Rector, The White Dress and all that stuff. Uh, I don't think I ever used that song. I was not a fan, uh, personally. You, I have used one of, I may might have used another Ben Rector song, but it wasn't as like, see, I've never been huge on those like super wedding-y kind of songs. Right. Like right. that, that to me is just like too obvious. And like, I would almost say like dorky obvious. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it's almost just too cheesy to use that for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I used popular stuff that was probably more indie kind of re- in the, in the indie genre. Um, right. Something you'd hear on like an alternative station that was kind of like, it's like, oh yeah, I could probably use this for a wedding, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and now, I mean, I like, there's artists that have kind of stuck around in the, like license, like the small license genre is kind of what I call it. Like, uh, people like Johnny Stimson, um, the band chapters, it's like C H A P T R S. And then, um, there's a guy named Paul McDonald. Uh, he has, he has a few songs that I really like for weddings and one of them's called, uh, new lovers. And when I first heard that one, I probably used that one like three or four times almost in a row. Um, yeah. Cause I just thought it was such a great, it was just such a great song I thought for weddings. So, um, yeah, I, you know, so there's definitely some music or some, yeah, some artists that I've kind of. I feel like I've grown up with art, uh, Johnny Stimson being one of them. Um, but gosh, as I'm looking through, like, you know, some of the people that I've licensed from, I'm seeing Robert Shirley Kelly. I'm seeing Voyager. I'm seeing a Taylor. I'm seeing Graham Colton, heartbreak kid flyers, um, chapters again, Brooke Wagner, a band called smokehouse, um oh I've used instrumentals by Rory. 
Uh, there's one called C that I've probably used like a dozen times or so. I've used like like party songs like Good Life, which is by Daisy Chain. Um, mm. Pearl Magnolia by Alexander Lewis. I don't think I really use the lyrics on that because I think the lyrics are kind of weird for a wedding video. So I'll just yeah. use like the instrumental or something. Um, Tim Halperin. I think probably, I don't know, like By the Coast is is pretty good. I Just a lot of different stuff off of music bed, but that's definitely my go-to. I kind of played around with Soundstripe for a while and didn't. I don't know. You could probably find some really good stuff on Soundstripe. I just haven't put in the effort. So what about you? Yeah. Well, we probably don't really give enough effort and even I, we don't really give enough credit to how important it is to kind of like finding the right song. Because I feel like even if you have like bad footage or, you know, if you're just like beginning out and starting to learn video, if you have a great song, man, I mean, it just can kind of it can still make it a home run for you even even if you you know if you're not that great or experienced at wedding videos yet so i think it really is important um <clears throat> for me my process man i guess is, is a little bit different but i for me it was all about cigaros like that was i think my first year i had like two cigaros songs and that taught me a lot about like the arc and i totally didn't license it you know what whatsoever and so it was like, I use these two songs for like my first dozen weddings and I just was like, so into it. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a couple other guys that I know that use a song too, you know, and, but it's just like this one song that I just used over and over and over again. But, um, you know, for me, my process is a little bit different. There's, there's a band, this is probably a little, uh, insider information, but there's a band called sleeping at last that I really, really like. And it's a popular band and they're great. But, um, I actually reached out to their producer, uh, their marketing guy or somebody, and you can actually license uh, 50 bucks a song through them. And so I reached out to them and I always get the instrumental tracks. I like them better as well, but I found that their stuff kind of has that same feel of just like starts out pretty slow, kind of a nice instrumental track, and then just kind of builds that emotional peak. Um, and so I found them to be really good. Um, and then from there, my process is that I, I've got like a Spotify list and I use Spotify because when I get about 10 or 12 songs going, you can scroll to the bottom and it's got recommended songs and you can kind of find these other ones that are in the same genre, or the same kind of style. And I just kind of go on a musical journey, if you will. And I just find stuff that like motivates me and inspires me. And I've actually found that if I look up, if I find a good song, a lot of them are on music bed and you can license them that way. So I kind of start with like what motivates me just so I can kind of get in the right ballpark. And if I can't license it, then I go to music bed to try to find something in the same type of style to kind of go with it. But <clears throat> that's kind of been my process. There's another band called SVVN. Uh, they yeah, are seven or like, it's like seven, but just abbreviated. I know how much you like those abbreviations and, yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've never like actually heard anyone say it. So I don't know, but they're, they kind of got that cigaros feel that I really like. And then same thing chapters. There's another band called Kai Kai, which is pretty popular. Um, but the, you can now license them on music bed. And so, but I don't know. I think music bed's got a pretty good stuff. Tony Anderson. I was a t huge Tony Anderson for a while, uh, fan. And, um, yeah, just, it's, it's a good music. Bed's a great resource. Marmoset music's another good one. You mentioned Soundstripe, but honestly, I think you got to start though with what motivates you, what inspires you, what because there's nothing worse than editing to a song you don't like. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think uh, it's interesting. What what was is there like a genre that you kind of stick to or are you like, hey, I'm going to be cinematic in the beginning, then I'm going to move to an instrumental for the vows, then I'm going to move to a party song for the end? Does it follow like a particular flow ever, or is it just kind of like whatever you're feeling in the moment? Uh, usually it revolves around the couple. And so I have some songs that are just like not my style and not typical, but they're they're more upbeat and you know if the wedding is more celebration it's kind of more of that style so i try to match match the couple but the reason why i like marmoset is because you can filter by arc and so when you go in there you can it'll tell you if like the arcs at the end of the song or the beginning or you can even look up like multiple arcs you know if there's going to be three in them so actually i typically will start there because i know if i want you know a couple big arcs or if i want to go and then start off soft and go to end end big um that's kind of more my feel. Yeah, I remember looking into Marmoset like <clears throat> a while back, and this—I mean, this was probably a few years ago, actually. And I was trying to decide, you know, which uh, I don't know—is Marmoset a subscription now or? Uh, well, I like because you can download, and it's a uh, there's no copyright in it, so you actually get the track, and so I can edit the whole thing, and then when you like it, you can just you can um, purchase the license afterwards. You know so. what I, music bed has a similar situation, but they like have a watermarked download and then you yeah. can license it. But I just have, since I have a subscription, I just license it because it doesn't matter to me. And then I edit it using the licensed version. And then if I don't end up using it, then whatever. But that seems yeah. like a weird, it seems like music bed should have a way to edit like, I should be able to be like, oh, I ended up not using this song and then take it off the license or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be an option right now. Uh, I remember comparing the two back in the day and just being like, oh, I think music bed's going to be my bet bet or my my best bet. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember why. I think it probably came down to price um, or maybe that, you know, Marvel set at the time maybe didn't have a subscription model or something and that was going to be way more cost effective for me. But yeah um, i don't think marmoset has a subscription model so i mean yeah music beds hand down the winner when it comes to that stuff yeah so um okay and then what you were saying that like sometimes you'll reach out to a producer and ask if you can license it or whatever uh how does that process work i mean are you just straight up sending them an email are well i guess i'm kind of interested in what are you asking them how are you asking them and then what do they usually say and then how much is it usually when they do say yes? And then <laughs> I've got this is a game of 20 questions. <laughs> and then are you showing them your work? Uh, yeah, because so, I feel like you're the kind of person who's doing really good work and they would say yes to you. And if a like <laughs> starting videographer who maybe wasn't as good as you was showing their work, they'd be like, no. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're, people are more than welcome to show them my website and just say, no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Josh Helton kind of started this is, is, is where I learned it from him, but it's literally to, I mean, sometimes it can be difficult. Don't get me wrong, but it can be as, as simple as finding them on social media or finding their website. And then usually there's an email to contact somebody. Sometimes it's like info at, you know, or whatever, something generic. And you just kind of start from there. Just an introductory email. My name is, this is what I'm doing. 
I've got a great couple. I think you're, you know, usually I brag on them a little bit. I think your music is great. I've been a fan for a while or something like that. Um, I'm a, just a local wedding video guy and I've got a couple looking to, um, I think the song would be a great fit. Is there any way that I could either license it from you or even just get permission to use it? Cause I've had some people where they're just like, yeah, go for it. And they'll send me like a little permission thing just via email, but they range. I mean, some people I've seen as cheap as 25 bucks to as expensive as 2,500 bucks. So, but you know, sometimes they want more info. And so what are you using this for? Is it going to be online? Is it going to be a website? Is it just a couple and things like that? And so I try to give them as much information beforehand. So that's not this back and forth stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think typically, well, I, I think that Josh has really kind of got a niche too, because he tends to find artists that aren't that big yet. And so they're usually going to say yes. Like they're like, oh, nobody knows us quite yet anyways. And so there's kind of some benefits on both sides of it to, to use their music. Right, right. Yeah, so if you're, <laughs> if you're trying to go that route, definitely look for people who maybe aren't as well known yet. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's good advice, man. Um, what, what else do you want to talk about? I, oh, I, you know what? I've got a story. Story time with Michael Ring. So, <laughs> so I was I was having lunch with someone, and I won't say who this person is, but I was having lunch with someone who's met you, and I asked what their impression of you was, and they said, "Well, it was really weird because he every time I see him, he asks me weird questions," and I said, "Oh yeah, like what?" And they're like, well, you know, he's like, he, he asked me things like, you know, deep questions, like, <laughs> how'd you meet your wife? <laughs> and this person was like, uh, this person was like, <laughs> it's almost like he's trying to be deep and fun at the same time. <laughs> Now you got to tell me who this person is. I'm not going to tell you, but uh, they said that they had no problem working with you and that uh, they never, yeah, they no, no, no problems with you or anything like that. They just always thought it was funny that you would ask like semi pseudo deep questions, but then try to be like this fun guy at the same time. Man, now I feel like it's 20 questions for you. Was this a photographer or videographer? I'm not going down this road with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a journey you're going to have to take by yourself. This is like three or four times where you've done this, where you've told me a story about this random person that you'll never tell me who it is. This isn't fair. This needs well, to be illegal be on this podcast. To, it wouldn't be fair for me to, you know, this person told me this in confidence. <laughs> And uh, I'm sure if you told me something in confidence, you wouldn't want me telling everybody, you know, like that one night. But that's like, that's not like a bad, that's not like a bad thing that somebody, why wouldn't they give you permission? Because that's not like a bad thing. You're, they're, they don't even like, know oh, we this... have, they don't even know we have a podcast together. Well, then we should just talk about who this person is then on the podcast since they don't know. No, because this person will find out eventually. I'm just, uh, hey, I'm just giving you, I'm just, I'm a mirror, okay? Look at me like a mirror. I'm, I'm reflecting you back to yourself. 
You know, this has happened enough times where I don't even think this is true anymore. I think you're just making up. No, this is 100% true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I've. When have I ever joked around on the podcast? (laughs) Okay. Okay. But seriously, this time is true. It's 100% true. When, When have you ever joked around? I feel like you're trying to ask me something deep, but you're trying to be funny. I'm not. I'm kind of confused here. <laughs> I didn't totally understand what the person meant, other than like I know you try to be super fun and relatable, but then you, the <sighs> way you do that is you ask people like, like you try to ask them a super thoughtful question, and sometimes it just comes off as weird. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think that's, I think I think that's the issue. <laughs> I think this clearly just leads to us wrapping this up with the fact that you and I just got to work together more this summer. And uh, as you and I work together more, we're going to have a lot more of these fun stories to share with people as uh, we get to continue to embarrass each other on this awesome podcast. W V S S S W V S W V X X X triple X where weddings get out of control. What do you got coming up this week, man? This week, I am looking over my summer and trying to plan. And, you know, not not even just what am I look, not even just what am I doing or what do I have going on, but I'm looking forward to a couple of cool couples that are doing new venues, venues that have never been shot at before. First times, I don't know if it came out of the COVID situation, but I'm really looking forward to shooting at new venues that maybe don't have videos on their website yet even. And so becoming maybe a preferred vendor, but I think that I just have a lot of cool new venues this year that I'm going to be shooting at. And I love new and different because it makes me a little more creative. So, Mm. um, yeah. Are you looking forward to anything particular, any couples you're looking forward to shooting with or venues or, yeah, I put this new uh, option on my price sheet. It's called the uh, consummation shoot. <laughs> it's yeah, a very expensive uh, option. <laughs> <laughs> so I got one of those coming up. Very excited. That's awesome, man. Very excited. How mu- it's probably worth every penny. <laughs> How- <laughs> I have so many questions. How many cameras? Do you- <laughs> what is are you going to roan in these shots? Is this 60 frames? I mean, I'm going to get that that special uh probe lens. <laughs> Everybody seems to love those those uh 24 you, millimeter probe lens. Will you have drone drone footage? <laughs> yeah. Is drone footage offered in the shoot? It's going to be uh it's going to be wild. So, no man, just just, you know, like always just finishing up edits and uh I think in some ways, just like you planning my summer, I, my first wedding is in at the end of May and it's up in Beaver Creek and my wife got me a national parks pass, which I don't think Beaver Creek is really near any national parks, uh, but I am going to be sleeping in my truck for that wedding. Um, so it's just still kind of plan out, planning out how I'm going to, you know, brush my teeth in the morning and all that kind of stuff. So. Sounds like your wife's trying to get rid of you, rid of you, if you ask me. You know, she's been home for a long time, working from home, <laughs> and uh, it it's probably about time that at least one of us goes back to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> might as well, might as well be me sleeping in my truck, saving right, a bunch so- of uh, saving a bunch of money. 
if anybody out there sees a random videographer with a big old beard sleeping in his truck, it's probably Michael. Don't Ring. shoot. It's just me. <laughs> Michael Ring making his consummation videos. Yep. All right, man. Well, it's all, as always, good to talk to you, man. And uh, until next time, guys, later. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, Photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company. And for good reason, Uh, they are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there. And their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what, that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to pull those photos later on and, you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day. Um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get. And they're going to they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical. Probably, um, probably just two 8x10s that you can put in the living room next to the closet door. So give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event.